SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Four and a half minutes past six o'clock. Hilton Tarrant and Gugoletto and Fupi with you on this Friday evening. This is the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. First up, as always, Gugoletto has your business news. And this In Business Today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Barclays Africa listed on the JSC today using the code BGA following APSA Group's 18 billion rand acquisition of Barclays Africa's business unit. In terms of the deal, Barclays has increased its 55% stake in APSA to a little more than 62% through the issuing of 129 million ordinary shares by APSA to create the new entity named Barclays Africa. The change took effect today, but the group will retain the APSA branding for its South African operations. Italtals is said to be finalizing its results for the year ended 30th of June 2013. During the period, though, the group elected to discontinue its investment in a non-core operation and is currently in the process of seeking a buyer for the business. Shareholders are accordingly advised that the group's headline earnings per share for continuing operations will be between 14 and 16 percent higher than the previous corresponding period. And slower jobs growth in the United States for the month of July weakened the U.S. dollar and sent U.S. Treasury yields lower today as it could make the Federal Reserve more cautious about trimming its stimulus. This also saw world shares trimming their gains. A look at the market performance now. The JSEO share index has ended the day off in negative territory, down by half a percent at 41,700 points. The rand's trading at 9 rand 87 to the US dollar, 15 rand 5 to the pound, and 13 rand 10 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,311 an ounce. A barrel of Brent crude oil at $108. And the platinum price at $1,443 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. This in business today was brought to you by West Bank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset, finance application then apply online at wesbank.co.za what would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your business could it be the difference between moving and shaking or just sitting and waiting apply for business asset finance at wesbank.co.za and get an instant answer t's and c's apply westbank we know how a division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider, or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Seven minutes after six o'clock, our market watcher this evening, Wayne McCurry of Momentum Wealth. When the market was going along uh, pretty well today until those U.S. jobs numbers came out, the market above 42,000, uh, kind of up and down, up and down. And then following the release of that, uh, market under a lot of pressure, losing uh, half a percent at the end. Yeah, look, I mean, global markets did turn down. Don't read too much into this number. It was slightly disappointing. Um, there's about 20,000 jobs uh, less than what was anticipated. But understand, these numbers are always revised. They're provisional numbers. Last month's was revised down. But yet the unemployment rate fell a lot more than anticipated. Mm. So don't worry too much about it. I think the major reason why 
Um, we've seen global equity weakness now. It was just so strong yesterday. They, I mean, the S&P went above 17,000. It went up 1.3%. So at the moment, the Dow's down, I think, about 02 or 0.3%. Mm. So it's not an earth-shattering number, this jobs number. It did an impact on the rand uh, dollar yes. exchange rate, though, where that reached about the 10 rand mark earlier this morning and managing to come down ever so slightly, but uh, not too much panic there around that uh, number as well. Actually, it's come down quite a bit. It's now it's now nine eighty five at the moment. Mm. So there, so it went through ten. I think a little bit, little bit jittery. You know, maybe expecting a much better jobs number, and maybe a little bit of you know the election in Zimbabwe also weighing a bit on the rand. But the moment that number came out, the rand just strengthened straight away, and uh, and I think it's going to carry on strengthening. I mean, every time you know a couple of months ago when it touched when it touched the nine twenty nine fifty, it strengthened. Now when it touches the ten. It strengthens automatically so from that. So we might, in fact, see the rand a little bit stronger, maybe going below 980 against the, the dollar next week sometime. When taking a look at some other uh, company details that were published today, Ital Tau mentioning today that it's looking to sell off one of its units, but uh, expecting headline earnings per share to increase by about 16%, and also managing to uh, maintain its uh, group operations turnover by 16%. So not too bad for the timing company. No, it's not too bad, and, and they, they're, doing, they're doing reasonably well in a very, very tough sector. Of course, we'll have to see what they sell the, the unit for, whether that's material, whether they'll have to take write-downs on their net asset value, etc., etc. But no, it was... Uh, quite an encouraging uh, set of little trading update there. What wasn't encouraging was the sappy third quarter trading update when I remember a good couple of years ago, or in fact we've been speaking about sappy for probably the best part of of five years, Mm. this is just struggling to turn around, struggling to turn around and struggling some more. Look, it's not dissimilar to the gold mining industry, they are just in a declining industry. Now, despite the fact that Vogue came out with 700 pages mm. in the latest Which David Shapiro will remind you Oh, yeah, of. yeah, he loves it, yeah. But he secretly reads the Vogue, you see, so it's right. But uh, there is just lower and lower demand for glossy paper year in, year out. And SAPI is just cutting production, cutting production, cutting production. And, of course, their big mistake was many years ago when they bought massive extra capacity in Europe simply to close it down. And now they're just closing down. So... You know, I mean, the share can go up, but it's not in a growth industry. It's it can actually also go in a down. Bit of a bit of a twilight industry, yeah. You mentioned gold shares there. You've, you've crunched some numbers, and you actually posted them up on Twitter this afternoon mm. uh, to put the decline of our gold industry in perspective. Yeah. We've uh, fallen a very long way. Yeah. I mean, since we've had the new indices on the JSE, which is going back a good, I don't know, 10 years, whatever, maybe a bit longer, the gold index has underperformed the all-share index by almost 90%, I think 88 or 86%, something like that. And I know it's a bit unfair because I'm measuring from the absolute height, but when you take Anglo Gold, which has been listed since the early 60s, if you take the peak in the outperformance of gold shares against the all share index. Remember they outperformed for 20 years up until 1987. Eh? Mm. But if you take the peak in 1987 to now it's underperformed the all share by 97%. So I mean there's huge underperformance here. Wayne, tying that in into uh, Village Main Reef's uh, production update today, uh, mentioning that it's closing down its yes. low forward operations. Production was up ever so slightly but by 4%, but obviously the ongoing wage negotiations as well with the unions no, look, and several very, mining companies. It's, it's a very difficult industry, this simply because there's just less gold around and it's much deeper and it costs you a lot to get it out. So all parties must actually apply level heads in this thing because if you deal a body blow to the gold industry right now, 
it will just hasten the decline quite dramatically because it is already a declining index. I mean, in the peak, I can't quite remember, but in the peak, I think West Africa produced 600 or 700 tons of gold a year and was by far the world's biggest producer. I mean, I don't even think we're in the top five anymore. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the, the 52-week highs on the market today, uh, some of the usual suspects there, uh, Pinnacle posting yet another high, it's eking up ever so slightly now, almost at the 26-round level. The JSE continuing its rise following uh, the trading update earlier this yeah. week. Uh, EOH well over 60 now, almost 63 rand a share. And Spur almost 32 rand a share. Yeah. This is a company, and uh, I was at a Spur last night, which made me go look this up. This is a company now worth 3 billion rand. Yeah, and the whole, the whole. Let's not call it fast. Well, let's call it fast food. Let's not call it junk food. The whole fast food thing is actually in the whole industry is in a very sweet spot now, and we've discussed this already. Mm. It's actually almost as cheap to go and eat out than it is to cook food at home. So they are actually doing extremely well. But the really big price mover today on the market was a 3% fall in Aspas. I mean, it's not the only share that's gone down today, but it was by far the biggest market cap share that had the biggest fall today and hence we saw the the fall in industrials. The banking shares did okay but you know NUSPAS off three percent in a day is quite a that's quite a big move. But for a company of that uh, larger magnitude and that's been performing so so well uh, Wayne, I'm sure that's just a slight knock that, that well, we'll have to, we'll have to look at that. You know when NASPAS was a 50 PE, and people were worried about the valuations including myself. Then they brought out their trading results and they showed earnings so that the, the PE dropped to 40. It's back now to 50 PE. This, you know, this is not a cheap share at these levels. You have to be a little bit cautious. You know, it's a steep ask. You know, maybe a 40 PE is more palatable. Maybe a 30 PE is more palatable. But a 50, I just don't think it's palatable. Eh? Well, it's not Amazon.com, which is at a, at a triple-digit PE. Yeah, yeah. When it posts earnings. When they'll get earnings, yeah. Wayne McCurry is with Momentum Wealth. Uh, almost a quarter past six this Friday evening. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, China's made its first investment in the South African wine industry. Perfect China, which owns 51% of Perfect Wines of South Africa, has bought the wine cellar at the Valdivie Estates in the Cape Winelands between Franschhoek and Paul. Hein Kuchlenberg, chairman of Perfect Wines of South Africa, joins us now. Hein, did this transaction take long to put together? Yes, yeah, Hilton, um, uh, from when we started uh, our efforts to China, it's probably eight years now. Um, uh, that was about eight years ago that we decided not to sell in the U.S. anymore, but uh, um, rather um, focus our distribution efforts into China and Asia, um, mainly because of the financial crisis started. Um, and, uh, yes, it took us quite a long while to establish relationships uh, with the right people, uh, and at the end, uh, it turned uh, in our favour. How much wine does, does South Africa export to China annually, and, and, and what portion of that does this perfect wines make up? You know, South Africa is. Um, if, if you look at the Chinese uh, um, uh, wine market at the moment, there's about 18% of the total wine production or wine consumption in China is imported wines, and uh, of that 18%, uh, about 45% is French wines. So I think it's only 2% of that uh, uh, portion, so it's still very, very small. Um, uh, when we started the first two years, um, 
where the first shipment was 2.8 million bottles for Leigano, our brand. And at that stage, it was about 50% of South Africa's volume to China. Now, the follow-up shipment this year of 1.4 million bottles will be about 25% of South Africa's volume to China. Uh, and the growth of, of consumption in China, not only of, of South African wine, not only of imported wine, but the, the general market growth, is that market growing strongly? Yeah, for sure. The market in China is, is growing uh, very strong, uh, especially on the imported uh, wines. Uh, it's growing at about 65%. And why Valdivie? What, what was so attractive about, about the seller there? When we started uh, two years ago with this, this project, the idea was to focus on the, the heritage of the Huguenot uh, that arrived in South Africa uh, more or less around 1688. Uh, and they all settled, uh, most of them settled in the Franzouk Valley. Now, as you all know, Valdivie is part of the Franzouk Valley, mm. and uh, the Ligano Gabriel um, uh, Leroux uh, also came in 1688 uh, from France, and he settled around uh, Valdivie area. You know, so that farm was part of the, the bigger farm that, that they had. So when we started the Leigano um, um, brand, it, it was it just this makes sense uh, to talk to Valdivie uh, because they have a small winery um, with uh, 24 hectares of vineyards and a very very good facility, polo facility, conference facility, uh, and is um, security estate. So that just did make sense for us to, to talk to a partner like Valdivie. No doubt you're going to be taking up that capacity uh, quite quickly and, and probably to capacity. Uh, plans to expand uh, the cellar capacity at, at Valdivie? We will use the existing facility uh, only to, uh, to harvest the existing grapes that we have there. Uh, but yes, we will uh, expand into the maturation barrel uh, maturation facility uh, and also the tasting facility to accommodate uh, the Chinese customers that we um, accommodate in South Africa. Part of this deal is to really work the network in China. Uh, remember, our partners, Perfect China is the second biggest um, direct sales organic product uh, company in China. They have about 5,000 outlets with uh, just more than 1 million salespeople uh, working, buying their products and selling their products in their networks. So part of our strategy is to um, put an incentive in place and, and bringing uh, out between 700,000 uh, Chinese people experience South Africa in a way that they can be called ambassadors of South Africa when they go back to China. Uh, and we are bringing the first 700 of them to come and visit us uh, the first week in September this year. Hein Kochlenberg is the chairman of Perfect Wines of South Africa. It's 20 past 6 and today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Session, please report to aisle 4 and restock me. Thank you. With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. Two, one.
This is the space station that connects all the media that cover the stories on African business, that happen in meetings, attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains, that connect business centers, that handle the trades by means of computers, that are run by the people that talk on the phones, that are linked by the satellite we funded. At NetBank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. NetBank Capital. Well, in our My Money feature this week, we look at a savings option that, while increasing in popularity in recent years, is still often overlooked. The RSA retail savings bonds essentially secured government debt. Johan Kreino is Director of Debt Operations in the Asset and Liability Management Division of the National Treasury. Johan, these uh, retail savings bonds created in 2004, uh, as I said, they, they have become fairly popular. How much has been invested so far? Uh, the amount that we have at this stage is about uh, $11 billion. It's been invested in uh, RSA retail savings bonds and with uh, close to 100,000 accounts that we already got on our, on our register. Now, there are two, two types of, of retail savings bonds. The one, uh, a fixed uh, interest rate. The other one, with an inflation-linked uh, interest rate. The fixed one, fairly easy to understand. Yes. There's some you know, specific terms, um, you know, two years, three years, etc., uh, with a certain coupon rate. The inflation length, that's the, that's the tricky one to, to understand. How do the two work? Okay, the, what we say here, I mean, the, the first objective from us was to, to establish a savings product where people can feel quite easy with and understand it. So we, we, we unpacked it in a very simple manner. The features are straightforward. So, uh, so what we offer here, the fixed rate and the inflation link, and the fixed rate is basically you, we offer a two-year, three-year, and five-year with fixed rate. So when you invest in a particular month, we fix the rate for a particular month, you invest in that particular month, that is the invest, that is the interest rate that you will earn over that period. Mm. So, and then we offer either you can reinvest your interest or you can have it paid out semi-annually or you, if you're older than 60, you can earn interest monthly. So that is the, the fixed interest, interest rate. In terms of the inflation link, that's quite interesting. I mean, it's, it's a very popular product in the, in the wholesale market, in the government bond market, where you find a lot of assurance uh, companies or pension funds invest in. So we, we also uh, made it very simple for, for the man in the street, where we offer a three-year, five-year, and a ten-year uh, product. Um, we, your inflation is then, your capital is then, once you invest, your capital is then inflation adjusted every six months until maturity. So you say you invest 10,000 rand, and it will be inflation adjusted until, say, it reaches, for example, say 15,000 rand. We will pay up at 13,000 rand at the end of the maturity. And every six months then, on top of your inflation adjusted capital, we will pay you a small real coupon interest rate, which will be paid out to you, but the inflation adjusted capital will stay in the account until maturity, and we will repay you uh, at the end then. Johan, as you say, very, very simple products uh, yeah. for, for the man in the street. No charges, no commission, and of course backed by the South African government. How do, how do people buy uh, or invest in, in retail savings bonds? Yeah, yeah we are just a, I mean, we, we know that we have part, we created partnerships with, with the post office, 
uh, and also pick and pay. So we, 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 we realized that, I mean, we're just a small shop here on the 14th floor in the middle of Pretoria. So, uh, you can go to the post office where you can, uh, this application form which you can complete, register, apply and pay. And we'll pick and pay. And also you can call us. We, uh, we offer telephonic, um, applications as well where you can just call our helpline which is 0123155888 and uh, do a telephonic uh, investment or, or application. And also um, you, our website, you can sit in the comfort of your own home and lock on our, on our website which is rsaretailbonds.gov.za uh, and you can do all the all the follow all the steps there of register applying and paying uh, through your internet banking. Uh, so we make it very easy, very uh, straightforward for people to invest. Our thanks to Johan Krano, Director of Debt Operations in the Asset and Liability Management Division of National Treasury in this week's The My Money feature. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash standard bank. Well, we spoke to Lisa Siegel, director at Gins Global, last week about its extremely low-cost offshore index fund investment options. At the time, we contrasted it with the DBX Tracker ETF products. We said these had an annual management fee of 1.14%. We were half correct. That was the fee. That fee did exist, but it's been cut from the 1st of July. VMA Ferreira is uh, equity structuring at, uh, at Deutsche Securities. VMA, these fees dropping from 1.14% across the board. What's the new fees? Um, thanks, Hilton. We, our fees were 1% excluding that on all five of our funds. That's um, MSCI World, MSCI US, MSCI Japan. We've got a UK fund and then a Europe fund. We, effective from the 1st of July, dropped that fee to um, our three, our four regional funds to 75 basis points. And on our world fund, we dropped it to 60 basis points. We felt on our world fund that we wanted to create almost a, a flagship or a default fund for for people wanting offshore exposure and, and where they don't know in which sector or which market to go into. So we, we wanted to create a, a fund that's, that's quite easily tradable and at a cheap level for investors. That World Fund, I own uh, some units in it. Uh, w- w- what's the split? It's about half US. Correct. Just because the index is a market cap-weighted index, just by, by the nature of the market and the US being, being the biggest, mm. the, the US is about 54% in that index, and then you get Japan and UK being 9% each, and then France and Canada being 4% each, and then you've got a tail. The index, the index includes about 23 um, countries, and that's only developing markets. As far as these five ETFs are concerned, the benefits, uh, these are tradable on the JSE, uh, like any other ETF, like, like an equity, and you're not using your offshore allowance, are you? Correct. As a, as a retail investor, you can invest in these products without utilizing your offshore allowance. Um, they are traded on the JSE. Intraday liquidity is available. Um, you can trade them through your current stockbroker you use for normal stock trades. They are available on a couple of platforms, or you can buy them directly from, from um, DBX trackers. We, we've got an investment plan where you can sign up and, 
and either either for a small amount of 300 rand a month you can you can do debit orders or minimum lump sum is a thousand rand a month. We know that we know these have performed very well in line with uh, with global equity markets as well as in line with with the weakening rand. What's the what's the growth been like in terms of assets under management? We've historically our our world fund has been been the biggest just in terms of assets. But in the past year, from I would say the end of last year to to um, begin of January, we saw a big ramp up in the assets in our U.S. fund. Um, the first six months in our U.S. fund, we've seen assets grow in excess of 70%. And I think it's it's just indication of people um, looking for additional exposure in their current portfolio, but also realizing that that the U.S. market is recovering quite well, and they're getting the the U.S. dollar rand performance. Speaking of, of additions, are you are you looking to grow this portfolio outside of these these five ETFs currently available? Hilton, we 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 are considering because we feel that we want to offer a platform for investors to to pick and choose and use our products as a building block to to get their ideal offshore exposure. So we're definitely looking at other regions, um, but we are gonna we are gonna try and do it broad market and and I think for now stick to equity and maybe later on add on to offshore other asset classes. VMA Ferreira is uh, with Equity Structuring at Deutsche Securities. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended uh, down half a percent at 41,700 points. Above that 42,000 mark fall for most of the day until that U.S. jobs number came out, as Wayne McCurry mentioned earlier, and as ending the day down 3% at exactly 800 rand a share. Uh, we saw weakness in, in BHP Billiton as well as Anglo today. Sassel under pressure, SAB Miller under pressure, obviously uh, British American Tobacco under pressure as well, uh, all the rand hedges. On the plus side, we saw Barclays Africa Group, uh, or, yeah, that was up 1%. Uh, the, the old ABSA, uh, up over 140 today, uh, 142.45. Uh, some, some gains in ShopRite, some gains in Sunlum as well, uh, as well as Bidvest ending the day 1.6% higher. The Rand is at uh, 9.84 against the US dollar. Files and full trial transcripts and podcasts of tonight's show will be available on moneyweb.co.za. Alternative, you can download our MoneyWeb Talk app available for free on all major app stores. Well, for myself, Hilton Tarrant. And myself, Gugulayton Fupi. Have yourselves a great weekend. We're back on Monday at 6 o'clock at 6.30 now. And time for Game Plan.